Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday night and to your Thursday morning. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this, the Braves right now are playing, in my opinion, the best baseball that we've seen them play since the All-Star break. A 2 to nothing win on Wednesday night, a sweep of the New York Yankees, and the Braves have now won six of their last seven against the two teams in baseball with the two highest payrolls and the two New York teams that had plenty of high aspirations. Now, neither one of them are likely to make the playoffs this year, but it's no small feat that the Braves have been able to perform at the level that they've performed over the past seven games. We'll get to just how historic their production has been over this seven-game stretch a little bit later on in the episode. But for the second straight night, when we talk about a season in which the Braves are likely going to set many marks due to their offense, what stood out for the second straight night for this Braves team was how dominant the pitching staff was. For the second straight night, the Braves got a shutout victory over the New York Yankees and obviously the sweep as well. This is the first time since June of 2021 that the Braves have had back-to-back shutouts. Two straight games that were a shutout. That's how good the pitching performance has been for Atlanta over the past two nights. It's also the first time in a year since August of 2022 that the Yankees were shut out in back-to-back games. So this isn't just a, you know a couple of good pitching performances in a row. The Braves' pitching has been dominant in this series especially, actually over the past seven games against the Mets and the Yankees, but the peak of that dominance was certainly the past two nights with Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton. The Braves, we've talked about it before. Many times this year when it comes to their offense, they strike early and often. Well, on Tuesday, it was actually the early part that happened. A two-run homer from Eddie Rosario, who's starting to look like he may be getting on one of his hot streaks. A two-run homer by him was all the Braves needed. No other run were scored throughout the game. As a matter of fact, the Braves had less hits. They had three hits compared to the Yankees' four. The Braves only had one run, or three run-scoring opportunities all night, and the home run that was hit by Rosario was the answer to get the job done. So the Braves' offense over the past two nights, they've had to rely on the home runs. All seven of their runs have come via the home run. The Braves' offense hasn't been clicking on all cylinders like it has for much of August, but the pitching has been what has stood out. Charlie Morton, six innings pitched, no earned runs, the big key stat, only one walk on the night. And of course, the other big stat was 10 strikeouts for Charlie Morton. But again, only one walk. And the big reason why Charlie Morton was so effective and was locked in was because he was able to control his breaking stuff. Possibly one of the best highlights of the season for Charlie Morton was striking out Aaron Judge with all three strikes coming on his knuckle curve. Aaron Judge did not stand a chance. There have been very few pitchers throughout Aaron Judge's career who made him look as off balance as Charlie Morton did in the at-bat tonight. And Morton was able to get the job done. And it's also no small development that Pierce Johnson once again came in and had a scoreless inning. He now has pitched 10 and one-thirds innings and the only 
really blip on the radar for him was the double that he gave up with runners on base when he entered the, his first appearance for the Braves back in Boston. But over his time in Atlanta, Pierce Johnson has yet to give up an earned run over 10 and one-thirds innings pitched. Another thing that stood out was Kirby Yates being used in a high-leverage situation and then Rysel Iglesias being able to get the save. So again, for the second straight night, just a complete dominant performance by this Yankees pitching staff. And again, I mentioned it on yesterday's Daily Hammer. The Braves had made it through a full rotation where they had really righted the ship, where they had answered a lot of questions that had come from last week in terms of how bad the Braves starting pitching, pitching had struggled in Chicago and Pittsburgh. But make no mistake about it. It is huge that both Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton in back-to-back games have shown they are more than capable of being able to put a strong performance together in a time when it's needed, and they did it in back-to-back games, and the end result was absolute dominance for the Braves. Just great to see for this starting staff. The starting staff was incredible. The bullpen has been incredible. And I will say with confidence, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I will say with confidence that if this Braves team is pitching at this level in the playoffs, and we know that they're capable of doing it, the only other time that Charlie Morton has gone six-plus innings this year without giving up an earned run and striking out ten or more batters. The only other time that he did that was at Texas against World Series contender the Texas Rangers. So Charlie Morton, it's the old Toby Keith song, if you will. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Charlie Morton answered the questions tonight proving that without a doubt he still is fully capable of putting together a dominant performance and that's exactly why there should be confidence in him to get the job done as the Braves third starter in the playoffs and then Bryce Elder showed that he's fully capable of getting the job done well if a fourth starter is needed. So a lot of questions have been asked a week ago. There were a lot of answers over the past seven games, and it was great to see the Braves getting back to dominant fashion. And just how dominant the Braves were hasn't been seen in quite a while. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the Braves have now played 120 games so far this season. And once they play their next one on Friday, the Braves will have played 121 games. So basically, this Braves team is 75% of the way through their season. And as we get into August and we get into September, you know, it's been talked about now for a few months just how great this Braves offense is. But we're now starting to see more frequently people discussing this Braves offense truly being one of the best that we've seen in Major League Baseball history. Mike Petriello wrote a great article just last week talking about this is one of the deepest, most productive lineups we've ever seen. You're starting to see video clips from multiple outlets talking about where this Braves offense ranks in terms of the all-time lineups in baseball history. And that type of conversation is just going to continue to get more frequent as the Braves can start to make more and more history as the season progresses. But taking the history-maker performance of the Braves offense and setting it to the side, 
as, a, as one storyline that will be talked about more and more as the season progresses, that in and of itself is, is a big factor in another storyline that I think is worth talking about. And that is the, the rare level of winning baseball. In other words, just to how dominant this Braves team has been against its competition so far this season. This Braves team is playing at a level that teams have rarely played at in Major League Baseball history. For one, for one, their recent stretch of seven games against both New York teams. We'll first focus on how dominant the Braves have been over their past seven games. They outscored the Mets and the Yankees over the past seven games 58-43. to They outscored the New York teams by 45 runs. It's only the third time in franchise history over a seven-game stretch that the Braves have outscored their opposition by 45 or more runs. So in other words, just how dominant the Braves have been over their past seven games, it's only been done two other times over a seven-game stretch in franchise history. It was done in 1957 when the Milwaukee Braves won the World Series and then back in 2006. So the level of baseball that the Braves have played over the past seven games, if it feels like that this was the best they've played in quite a while, it truly is if you look at it from a run differential perspective. But let's expand this run differential perspective a, a bit more to fully gain appreciation, to further gain appreciation of just how special and rare the level of play that the Braves have shown this season truly is. Through 120 games this season, the Braves have a positive run differential of 208 runs, a plus 208 when it comes to run differential. That means that if you total all the Braves' runs so far this season and compare it to all the runs that their opposition has scored, the Braves have scored 208 runs more than their opposition. That's absolutely outstanding when it comes to the overall performance of the Braves so far this year. But now let's compare that to how often that has occurred in Major League Baseball history. Again, the standard that we're talking about is a team in a single season outscoring their opponents by 200 or more runs through 120 games in a single season. Before the 2023 Braves, that's only been done 31 times before in Major League Baseball history and only six other times in the wild card era. It's an absolutely incredible feat for a team to be this dominant this far into a season. Now, 32 times may not seem like it's that rare of an occurrence, but when you consider how deep baseball history is, you truly start to appreciate how rare and exciting of a feat it is for a team to reach. But the thing that also stands out about a team reaching this feat, the most exciting, thrilling, just eye-opening aspect of a team being this dominant this far through a, se through a single season, is how high of a correlation there is between a team reaching this feat and then making the World Series. Again, the feat that we're talking about is in a single season, a team outscoring their opponents by 200 or more runs, 120 games into a single season. Of the 31 previous times before the Braves this year that a team has done that, of the 31 previous times that a team has done that in baseball history, 28 of those 31 teams made the World Series. That's what's so exciting about a team playing this level of dominant baseball, of a team consistently playing at this high level of baseball. Of the 31 times that an MLB team has done what the Braves have done this season, 28 of them have made the World Series. Before the wild card era, 
Before playoffs expanded in 1995, teams accomplished this feat 25 times. 24 of those 25 times, the team made the World Series. That means that if you outscored your opponent by 200 or more runs, 75% of the way through a single season before 1995, you had a 96% chance of making the World Series. That's a pretty good correlation to be a part of. But of course, in 1995, the playoffs expanded. And over the and since the beginning of last year, the playoffs have expanded even more. And of course, now, with there being six National League and six American League teams, 12 total teams in all in the playoffs, the level of randomness, the playoffs being a crapshoot perspective, that narrative, it, it, it definitely rings more true now than ever. And what it does is that no matter how dominant a team is, the randomness, the playoffs is a crapshoot reality, that's going to lower the overall likelihood of a single team, no matter how dominant they are, actually winning the World Series. But even though that's the reality of today's game, it shouldn't diminish just how awesome and just how incredible the dominance that the Braves have shown this year truly is. Because let's compare what the Braves have done this season to other teams that have accomplished this feat during the wild card era. There's only six other teams that have met this standard. Only six other teams had a positive run differential of 200 runs or more through 120 games in a single season during the wild card era. Here are those six other teams besides the Braves. The 2022 LA Dodgers, the 2018 Boston Red Sox, the 2017 LA Dodgers, the 2016 Chicago Cubs, the 2001 Seattle Mariners, and the 1998 New York Yankees. If you ask any baseball expert that's out there to name the top 10 or 15 teams that have that have occurred that have existed since the in the wild card era, I would be willing to bet that the six teams that I just mentioned would be a part of that group. Again, the 22 Dodgers, 18 Red Sox, the 17 Dodgers, the 16 Cubs, the 2001 Mariners, and the 98 Yankees. Those six teams are six of the greatest teams that we have had the pleasure of witness to witness during the wild card era. Four of those six teams made the World Series. Three of those six teams won the World Series. The only one, the biggest reasons why the 2017 Dodgers didn't win the World Series was because, of course, of the cheating scandal that the Astros were performing in 2017. The 2022 Dodgers that didn't make the World Series, they were one of the most dominant regular season teams in National League history. And then the other team that didn't make the World Series of those six teams that I mentioned was the 2001 Mariners, who, who are tied for the most wins in a single season. So if you want to put into perspective just how awesome of a level of play the Braves have been at this entire year, just how dominant the Braves have been throughout this season, start to compare what the Braves have done this year to other teams that have done it previously in baseball history. You're going to see the Braves be a part of a group that includes many of the greatest teams, that many of the greatest single season teams that we have seen in baseball history. But most exciting of all, you're going to see the Braves as a part of a group where there's a very high correlation of the teams that are in that group make the World Series. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but if the Braves play at the level that they have over the past seven games and the level that they played at all season, if they play at their true talent level, it's going to be very, very hard for this team to lose a playoff series. And that's hopefully the performance that we're going to get throughout October. 
But again, we're only 75% of the way through the season. There's a whole fourth of the season left, four, more than 40 games left in the Braves schedule. Plenty of business to still get taken care of. Plenty of healthy bodies to get back in onto the roster for the Braves. Plenty of history left to be made. And when it comes to the rest of August, the Braves are going to get their fair share of West Coast teams. They'll have an off day on Thursday, but then over the weekend, the Braves will continue this homestand and welcome the San Francisco Giants, who have been playing very good baseball throughout much of this season as well in their own right. They'll welcome the San Francisco Giants to Truist Park. And then after that, you've got the New York Mets coming into Atlanta to finish out this road trip. Following that, and completing the month of August, the Braves will face the Giants once again out in San Francisco. Following that, they'll have three games in Colorado, and then perhaps one of the most anticipated regular season series left on the calendar in all of baseball, the Braves will face the Dodgers as they start September in a four-game stretch out in L.A. So plenty of exciting baseball to come. Hopefully plenty of history-making performances left in the tank for the Braves before they get to October when things really start to count. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. All the great podcast content is at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert will be with you tomorrow night, taking you through the weekend with the podcast to be named later. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. <laughs>